0: Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. Take their hand. This morning... I'm going to be honest with y'all. I have lost sleep this week praying over this message. I've wept over this message because it's a message that I think not only one person or, or for one group of people, this is a message that we need to hear right now all across the world. This is a message that I think that not only all across the world needs to be preached, taught, talked about, stood on, stood behind, and pushed forward, but this is a message that we need more than anything right now in the body of Christ. I've heard this word. Y'all know I'm a word guy. So I'm constantly listening. I went through a class one time on active listening. If you've ever took that class, you understand what I'm talking about. You learn how to talk to someone looking them in the eye while listening to everything around you. That's hard to do sometimes, amen? But I'm pretty good at it. Carrie and I could be sitting in a restaurant and we're sitting at the table and we're eating, we're carrying on a conversation and I'll be like, did you hear what that guy just said? It's supposed to snow next week. Quit being nosy. How did you even hear that? You were talking to me. Active listening is something that we all should practice when listening to the Holy Spirit. Active listening should be something that we all practice not only while we're listening to the Holy Spirit, but while we're moving forward as a body. When I do marriage counseling, the first thing that I tell them, if you do not have communication in your marriage, something is wrong. If there's a lack of communication, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, there is a lack of unity. Timmy, am I on? Okay, I'm just making sure. If we don't have unity in our marriage, in our homes, in our relationships, in our friendships, something is wrong. If we don't have unity in the body of Christ, something's wrong. Amen? We're divided all across the board. If you look at it, there's a line right down the middle everywhere you go, and it's all divided by a name above the door and all of these other things. But let's be honest, unity is not impossible. Unity is not a far-fetched idea. Unity is not far from being reached, and it's not hard to be reached. Amen? what hinders unity from being possible that's the first question i hear all the time what stops unity from being reached tom we cannot we can't agree on everything that somebody else agrees on if it's you know you, you got to look at third doctrine and you got to look at this doctrine stop looking at doctrine because there's only one true doctrine some doctrine is worthless and useless the bible says that well, I don't believe in worshiping that way. I don't believe in praying that way. I don't believe that things happen that way. Can I tell you something? Get, and this is a harsh reality get over you. That's simple. Get over you. Because sometimes we get in the own way, and it starts right here where I'm at. Now, a lot of people won't, a lot of pastors won't admit that. A lot of evangelists won't admit that. But division comes from a pulpit. Now, Tom, how's that possible? You know, the body of Christ, the church members do this and they do that and they do this, and you know, I don't agree with that. Division starts behind the pulpit. Jesus said something amazing. He said, I didn't come to bring peace. What did he say? What does he say? I come to bring what? Division. And a lot of people see that word division and they think no 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 no. He's talking about, you know, separating all of these different religions and all these different ideas and all these different topics. No, stop. Because I'm going to tell you right now if you get one accord, one page, the same wavelength if you will. Have you ever noticed that when you're looking at, at, and 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 I don't know how much y'all know about radio wavelengths. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an example. If you're looking at a a example of a frequency on a police scanner, and and you're looking at those frequencies, you may have one that's 154.050. Then right below it is 154.051. Those frequencies will interfere with one another. They will cause static. They're not on the same wavelength, but they're in close range. The problem that we have in the body of Christ, we've got so many people that are not on the same wavelength and it's causing friction. Amen? Y'all awake this morning? We don't always see things on the same level as other people. Ideas are not the same. Amen? We can agree on that. But I'll tell you what we can do to fix that part of it. We can agree to disagree and move forward in the body of Christ. I heard this word all week, unity. I wish there was more unity. I wish we had unity. I wish we had unity. What is stopping unity from being reached? Lord, help me. Pride. Pride. Comes before the fall. Pride will get in the way. Pride stops a lot, y'all. I ain't even started preaching yet. I hope y'all are ready this morning. I'm telling you, this has been on me all for for a couple of months now, and I actually, Dale, I was supposed to preach this a month ago, and I said, Lord, I can't. You want to know why I couldn't? Because I wasn't in unity on some things. I wasn't on the same page in some things. I had to fix me first, amen? I had to let the Lord do a work in my own life. Y'all pray with me. Father God, I come to You this morning. Father God, I ask You right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, move me out of the way. Let Your Word be spoke ever so true. Father God, I ask You right now, Lord, that You will just do a mighty work in this place. Lord, that that this word goes out and it resides in the heart of the people, Lord. Father God, I love you and I praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said, Amen. But I want you to understand this as a body, a unit, a family, a brotherhood, a sisterhood in Christ Jesus, there will be times we disagree. Amen? But guess what? It's okay. It's okay to disagree. We're not all going to have the same opinions. But when it comes to the true Word of God, look, look. somebody told me this this week, and actually my pastor told me this. I called him and had some things I wanted to talk to him about, and, and I discussed some of those things with me with him, and we began to talk about other things. And he said, Tom, there is compromise to be made in ministry as long as you're not compromising the gospel there can be compromise made. And I wrote that down. Why did I write that down? Because not only compromise can be made as long as it does not compromise the the, the Word of God, but sometimes we can just say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. You believe You believe this. And, and you think this, and, and, and you've got it in your head. And, and look, as long as it's not compromising the Word of God, we can agree to disagree, but when you start rearranging, oh, listen to this, when you start rearranging the Word of God to fit your own selfish desires, your own selfish wants, your own selfish needs, something is wrong. Amen? I'm going to tell y'all something, and what I'm about to say may rub some folks the wrong way. I love you. I love you so, 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 so much. I'm over religion, I'm over the religious rhetoric. I'm over it. I had somebody here a couple months ago, I was sharing the gospel with him, and he said, Man, I'm not religious. I said, Good, Jesus wasn't either. well, yeah, but you go to church and you're a pastor, you've got to be religious. No, man, I'm in love with Jesus. There's a big difference. If if I was religious, I would be totally taking this thing and doing whatever I wanted to with it. I would be that guy that said, hey, you know what? I love you. I, I want you to send me $29.95 before I preach to you tonight. That's religious. Religious says you can't come to church Wearing flip flops. Thank God we ain't got that problem here. Amen. Church religion says you can't. Now, now you wanna you wanna have some dignity and respect for the house of the Lord. Amen. Now we can agree on that. I had a I went to a a, a church one night to preach, and I called the the pastor the night before, and Carrie said. What are you doing? I said, I got to call this guy because I want to make sure that I respect their standard that they hold for a man of God. So I call him and I said, brother, I said, I want to ask you this before I get in my car and I start that away. I said, suit, no suit, what What do you want? And he said, man, our folks normally wear suits on Sundays, Sunday nights, stuff like that when we have events. I'm like, okay, cool. I go in the bedroom, I get my suit out, you know, that rank. A uh, hanger wrinkle that gets in the legs, Miss Gloria. Thank God for steamers, amen? So I took that steamer and I steamed those wrinkles out. Miss Debbie, I did not know it that you can take a pair of slacks and you can lay them on an ironing board. Y'all catch this. And you can put a towel over those slacks and you can iron those wrinkles out. You don't want to press down on it. Catch this. You don't want to press down on it because then you cause division in the threads of the pants. And when you bend, they will rip apart. And I didn't know that at the time, and I'd done that on the backside. And I sat down that night on that front pew waiting on that pastor to call me up to preach the Word of God. And when I sat down, I heard, ah! and I looked over at Carrie. She said, that wasn't me. I said, that was my pants. So we stood up for the first song and and I could feel that little slit right there and I had my hand over it and I leaned over and I said, how bad is it? And she said, you'll be fine. Just don't take your coat off. Y'all have known me for almost a year now. We've spent a lot of Sundays together. Amen. What's the first thing I do? I took that coat off and I laid it down and I told myself in the back of my head, if you don't turn around, they'll never know. There's division in your pants. I don't know what that is, Mason. There's some feedback in this monitor. It's driving me nuts, brother. <laughs> but we we got started that night. And 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 God moved and things happened. And I'm saying all this to say this: when there is division. Sometimes people don't see it looking at you. They don't see it when they're assessing the situation. They don't see it when they're just focusing on what's happening. Great things are happening. It looks good. Things are going on. God is moving. Then all of a sudden, the ugly comes out. And when the ugly comes out, everybody wants to hide. Have you ever noticed that? I remember one night, Carrie and I, she'd she'd kill me if she was here right now. She'd kill me later when she listens. Carrie and I had a disagreement one night. We went to her mother's. Everything was lovely. Anybody else ever done that? Married couples? Get in the car. You fighting like cats and dogs and you get out and you go from this to this. And you walk in, how are y'all? Carrie's not that type of person. Amen? Y'all, I'm telling you, she's not that type of person. She, she gets upset. She's upset. and takes her a little bit to calm down. Me, on the other hand, I've been taught to have thick skin. I've been taught to, to let things go very quickly because in the back of my mind, I've always been told it's not personal. It's part of your job. And you, you build that mentality. So I never take anything personal. And we go in that night and we sit down, and her daddy looks at me and he says, Son, are you okay? I said, I'm wonderful. You all right? What's wrong with sister? I ain't getting in that. She wasn't mad at me, by the way. Amen. But I was like, I ain't getting into that. There was some discord there, there was some division there. The way to fix division is this right here. Let's get to the word before I get too far gone. Chapter 12. Of first Corinthians, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, we're going to start in verse 14. And Mason, I'm going to shorten the, the this up a little bit. We're going to go down to verse 17, but we're going to start in verse 14. And it says this, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, were were the hearing. If the whole body were hearing, were were the smelling. Catch this. All right, we're going to keep going. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath, catch this, pleased him. Can I tell you something this morning, church? Look at the person next to you. Look, not, not literally next to you in the same pew, but over here on this side, this side over here. Look over here because I want you to realize something. Everybody is here and they all have a purpose. They all have a ministry. They all have a reason to be a part of the body of Christ. Amen? Somebody asked me one time, they said, how can you say we need more unity? Do you not see what's going on in the body of Christ as a whole? Do you not see the division that we have as a denomination? I'm over that part of it. Amen, Session? We're past that. Amen, church? We're, we're done with that. We're right in the move and the groove, as I like to say, of what God has for us. Point number one, I've got three points this morning that I want to make that the Lord laid on my heart. No part of the body can stand alone and not become lame if it's detached from the body. Have you ever... Most of the nurses here, most of the people in medical, and, and a lot of you, it's just common sense. If something happens and you cut a finger off, they tell you what? Get you some ice. Throw that appendage and some ice, and that way it stays what? Alive. You don't want it, you don't want it to die. You don't want it to become lame. But sometimes people get so detached. And I'm gonna say something, and this is a, a word that, that literally cringes some folks in church. You ready? Some people get hurt by church and they detach from it. I used to say something so stupid, Miss Gloria. I used to say, if your church hurt, get over you, until I got church hurt. Amen? Then I realized this is a real thing in the body of Christ. Can I tell you all something? And I'm going to say this. Pastors are some of the cruelest, meanest people you will ever meet. Oh, did a preacher just say that? I did because it's true. And I remember one night in a meeting, a room full of pastors, Miss Debbie, I'm sitting there with a room full of pastors. I'm in one of the hardest spots in evangelistic ministry that I have ever been in. COVID hit. My calendar was full. I was excited. God was doing great things in that ministry. The next thing you know, I start getting phone calls. Hey, man, we got to cancel. Hey, man, we got to cancel. Hey, brother, I'm sorry, but we're canceling. Hey, man, we're canceling. All within a matter of days. I remember I sat down in that room full of pastors, and I said, look, guys, I understand that this is just something that we're going through. It's a season. We need some unity as, as a body. I don't know what to do here. I'm confused. This has never happened to me. It's never happened to you. I don't know what to do here. One of them looked me in the windows of my soul and said, we've got bigger problems to worry about than you. That is not something you want to hear, amen? I got up and I walked out. It was all over. I got up, walked out, got in my truck and one little man, he's done one home to be with the Lord now, but he, he come walking out there behind me. He said, Tom, Tears streaming down my face. I said, yes, sir. He said, what are you doing Sunday night? I said, nothing now. I said, I guess I'm going go to go to church. She sat on the parking lot and listened to, listen to the Word. He said, I need you to do me a favor. I said, okay. He said, I need you to be at my house. Gave me a time. I was there. I went in and I sat down. He said, son, it wasn't personal. Hear this, church. He said, it wasn't personal. But the enemy does not want us to have unity in the body of Christ because he knows when there's unity, there's power. When we have unity, there is power. Not one part of the body can survive without the other. What happens when you lose that finger? You don't throw it on ice. It dies. It's no good no more. That doesn't happen with the body of Christ. It becomes detached and it becomes hurt and it doesn't want to be a part of anything anymore because it's tired of being hurt. Have you ever walked through the house at 2 o'clock in the morning and stumped your toe on an end table? It hurts. Sometimes in life we get hurt. Unity isn't standing alone. It is standing in togetherness. What does togetherness mean in the Greek Hebrew? You ready for this? It means to be together. It literally means together. It literally means as one. Not divided. The only thing that divides a church, you ready for this? The only thing, let me rephrase that statement, the only thing that should divide a church is the aisle. Brother Mike said something one night, and I've heard stories about this before, but I have seen churches split over the color of carpet. How stupid is that? I've seen churches split over youth programs. I've seen I've seen churches split because they didn't like the preacher's hair. I kid you not. You want to talk about nitpicking, we can get into nitpicking, amen? Dale, there was a man in a church sitting about where you were sitting. I know I use Dale a lot. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll pick on Billy too. He's about in the range of where Dale and Billy are sitting in the very back on that back pew. That was his pew. He was comfortable there. But every week at invitation, he'd get up and he'd leave. One day, the, the preacher said, I'm going to go see him. I want to see what's going on with him. He walked out of there and he said, man, what is going on? why are you leaving that invitation? Is everything okay? He said, no, preacher, not everything is okay. He said, what do you mean? He said, well, you don't wear a tie. You elders don't wear suits. You Sunday school teachers, they might be wearing shorts and they might be wearing blue jeans. And I just don't think I need to be a part of a body that way. He said, fella, if you worry worried about a dress code, you're in it for the wrong reasons. We're losing people, not because of the gospel, not because of dress codes. We're losing people because there's no communication in the body of Christ. Communication is key to being effective. Point number two, no part of the body can have turmoil and the whole body not know it. Amen? Y'all, this is a hard message for me. It is. It's tough. But it's true. No part of the body can have turmoil and the whole body not know it. Let me tell you something. My back is stiff, amen, because of a bad decision I made yesterday, Donnie. And my hips know it, amen. My legs know it. Get this. I woke up this morning. You ever slept on your arm just right and it falls asleep, and you wake up and that arm don't work, and you're walking through the house, and Carrie said, "Are you falling apart?" I said, "My hand ain't awake yet," and I'm doing this. We've got some parts of the body of Christ. This is this is this is the God's honest truth that have been pushed back. In the corner, and it's asleep, and they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to move forward. They don't know how to get out of that corner. They don't know. They don't know which way's up, which way's down, which way's left or right, because they've been told, "We don't need you right now, but when we need you, we'll let you know." Have you ever done a job application? You're waiting on that phone call. And man, that phone rings and they say, look, we just want to let you know we've looked at your application. We considered you. But right now we don't need you. And when we do need you, we'll call you. And I I had somebody call me one time and I hung up the phone after they told me that. You know, goodbye, thank you, I appreciate it. And I looked at Carrie I said, why did they even call me to tell me they ain't going to hire me? She said, honey, it's a courtesy. I said, that's not a courtesy. That's aggravating. We've got people in the churches all around the world who are just waiting on somebody to say, can you serve in this area? Can you help us in this area? You want unity? It starts in the pews. Amen? I'm going to come back to that division statement in a minute, so y'all keep that in the back of your mind. Unity is not, catch this, unity is not brokenness. It's not. You may be broken over the lack of unity, but anybody that's ever had unity is never upset because there is brokenness. Because when there is brokenness, there is no unity. Well, how can you say that, Tom? Well, it's common sense for one. Amen? Amen? Two, when you have brokenness, that means something broke you. Amen? Amen. And we walk around, and we're broken, and we're hurt, and we're down, and we're trying to figure out what the next step is. But I'm going to tell you this. It's not standing alone, and it's not being detached from the body of Christ. Communication is effective in the body of Christ. Amen, Session? Yeah, everybody can admit it. <laughs> I love you, Miss Christie. But it is when a person or people become broken over discord when you start to see unity, when amends is made, when when they say, you know what, I'm going to swallow my pride. And I'm going to go tell that person, this is why I was hurt over that. This is why it hurt my feelings. This is why it broke my heart. This is why I feel like we're losing a battle. This is why I feel like this. Let me tell you something. When the enemy looks in through the window and he sees that lives are being changed, amen? When he sees the baptismal waters are not still anymore, he's got to find a way to get in. And the quickest way to get in is to cause division and discord among the people in the body of Christ. When the pastor gets discouraged, that's not part of it. Amen? When the pastor gets lonely, that's not part of it. You want to to draw unity in the body of Christ, you have to get on the same page. And sometimes you have to swallow pride and say, I'm sorry, forgive me. Or I'm sorry, I shouldn't have reacted that way. I shouldn't have said those things. I shouldn't let that bother me. I shouldn't let these things affect my walk with Christ. I will support you. I will stand with you. I will walk with you through this trial. How can we fix it? You ready for this? You ready? I'm excited about this part. We can talk about the problem all day long. Let's talk about how to fix it. It goes back to when we swallow pride. Pride comes before the fall. There's a way that seems right to a man, and the way at the end is death. How many of y'all, I want to show a hands real quick, how many of y'all like the color of the carpet? Seriously, think about this now. Some of y'all like your ass carpet. How many of you love the stained glass windows? How many of you so tickled we got that foundation repaired? Amen. Y'all ain't sitting like this no more. Hallelujah. I ain't preaching like this. I remember the first Tuesday night Carrie and I talked about this last night the first Tuesday night I come over to speak. I remember they had I can't remember who sent the message. They said You know, are you still coming? The weather's supposed to be bad. I said, absolutely, I'll be there. And David replied, where else to be than in a church that may be flying off the foundations singing, I'll Fly Away. (laughs) And I thought at that very moment, I like this guy. We get here unexpectedly, unknowingly, we get ready to sing in the first song we sung, Miss Gloria. What was it? I'll Fly Away. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, Lord, if this is the last message I preach, please don't let me end up in a pecan tree. (laughs) But it's when we can laugh together. Amen? It's when we can find compromise in the body of Christ. It's when we can say, you know what? That's little. I'm not worried about that little thing because that little thing doesn't affect whether somebody comes to know Jesus or not. That's not going to hinder the Gospel message. Let me tell you something. I, I, I'm, if this was going to hinder somebody from coming to the Jesus, I'd throw it in the garbage myself. And y'all would come in and say, what happened to the candles? And I would tell you, Well, somebody said they would have gave their life to Jesus if it wouldn't have been for them candlesticks up there, so I just took and put them back in the closet. Well, Brother Tom, that's the silliest thing I ever heard. Well, I mean, I'm just telling you, we had to get rid of it. And if somebody got mad because we got rid of candlesticks, we'd have a bigger problem than that. Amen? Because the first thing out of my mouth, it would be, are you even saved if you're mad over candlesticks? Amen? Compromise does not mean compromising the Word of God. It means coming to a neutral stand and saying, you know what, you can do that, you can have that that way, you can have these ideas, you can have these thoughts, but I don't have to support it, but I will support you. Amen? Amen. Come on, y'all. I ain't even started preaching yet. I'm serious. We we, we look at all of these things. How can we fix it? I love this old song, let the circle not be broken. Amen? We are a family in the body of Christ. Not only as a church at Pro Temus, but as all the churches around the world, we are a family. If we cannot get along here, how are we going to get along in heaven? Anybody ever had that question asked? Have you ever thought about that? If we we can't get along here, how are we going to get along in glory? Because there's no division in glory. They don't have half the street gold and half the street whatever color you want that week. It's not a land flowing with milk and honey and Cheerios. We want... We want to be a body. We want to come together. We want to stand together. We want to have no compromise in the Word of God. Let me tell you something. We have to stand up and look the devil in the eye and tell him, You will not part us as a family. I stood years ago on my front porch. It was raining outside. It was October the 29th. This is ironic that the Lord laid this on my heart to preach this morning. And I stood on that front porch and I began to weep. And I remember looking up, Dale, and I said, God, I know You're going to use me. And I know there's a lot of people confused on why You would use somebody like me. But God, if you're going to use me, use me. He said, son, there's some things you've got to fix first. Don't you love it when the Lord corrects you? said, no one ever. Until after the fact. Amen? But He started pointing some things out in my life that I had to get rid of. And you know what was on top of the list, Brian? Pride. Pride was on the top of the list. Then after pride, there was, there was a little bit of this self-absorbedness that I had. Amen? Look, I want, I want you all to understand what I'm just going to say to you. When we find it in our hearts, knowing that unity is not about one or two, but it's about a body and whole moving together in sync. That's when we find compromise. Division starts at the pulpit. Remember that statement? How many of you are confused on that statement? Raise your hand real quick. Seriously, how many of you are confused about that statement? Nobody? Here's why division starts at the pulpit. Because we're here to divide sin from righteousness. Amen? Amen? I'm going to tell you this. If it didn't lie, and I know y'all trust my heart, amen. If you don't, talk to me. Okay? It's easy. Just come to me. I'm not going to bite you, amen. Because if it didn't, if 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 I thought it was going to cause sin to creep into the body of Christ, I'd be the first one to stand up and say, we can't do that. This is really bothering my ADHD. There we go. Can y'all hear me okay? Well, this one's connected to my other one. So here's the thing. Can y'all hear me okay? We're going to keep going. Because we're almost done. Amen? Here's what I want you to understand. there is a moment right now that we have As a family. Hear me. As a family. To have unity. Amen. You know, I I remember as a child going to grandmama's house on Christmas Eve. And I loved going to grandmama's house on Christmas Eve as a little kid. I was about the size of Charlie T, believe it or not. No joke. I was a little beady fella. I know it's hard for some of y'all to believe. But I remember I'd go over there. We lived right across the road and I'd run down that hill and I'd look both ways and I'd just run up that other... I was a quick little dude. And I'd get over there and all my aunts and uncles would be there and you'd look and there'd be all this finger foods, the sausage balls, the little cocktail winnies. I love them, by the way, throwing some hints out there. Holidays are coming. And man, we would eat good, amen? And my uncle came in there and he said, son, you want a bologna or a barbecue sandwich? And I said, yes, sir. And he fixed that barbecue sandwich. And I sat down at the table and I began to eat it. And he said, how does it taste? I said, it's the best barbecue I ever had, Uncle Scott. He said, good, it's Billy Goat. <laughs> I did not talk to him for a year. We didn't talk for a year. He would call my mama, is Tom still mad at me? Tom, you want to talk, or Tommy, you want to talk to Uncle Scott? And I'd look at her, no, ma'am. And come to find out it wasn't even barbecue, billy goat. I was so mad, I thought, man, you have burnt barbecue for me. It is. Now that I'm older and I realize that a billy goat's not something that you. See, on your favorite cartoon, because I thought it was my favorite little billy goat that I watched every week. But I want you to understand what I'm telling you. Sometimes not talking does not fix the situation. Communication is key. Say this with me. Communication Communication. is key key. in the body of Christ. Got to have it. Got to have it. Got to have it. I want you to stand with me. Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life we find ourselves in the mix of life and life is hard it's difficult but if you've never trusted jesus christ as your personal lord and savior and today you say you know what i want to do that i want to accept jesus i want to know him on a more intimate level if that's you my friend today i want to pray with you simply just pray this father god i know i'm a sinner i ask you to send jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the lord of my life i know that i'm in need of a savior And without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.